0: every second. After all we promised we be cordial. hi everyone Kristen sinanta Walker here and we're doing a little bit of a mix-up uh, or a mixed show today w- about politics and how it's affecting our mental health and we're talking about this from a global perspective because we have me representing a you know, uh, the American view, or at least an American view. It's not just my viewpoint. This is from the hundreds of thousands of emails that we also get um, talking about this as well. So it's not just my opinion. And then we also have um, two of our other podcasters on. We have Stuart Michelson from um, Join the Nation podcast. And Stuart, you represent good old Canada. So thanks for coming on this morning.
1: It's my pleasure to be here with you, uh, Kristen. Absolutely. And
0: then we also have uh, Dr. Paolo Molino, who I'm going to butcher, Paolo, but you'll have to tell everybody what your uh, what the name of your show is and uh, that you, you know what, what your show's a little bit about what your show is going to be about since it's brand new.
2: Okay. Thank you, Kristen. It's a pleasure for me too to be here, and uh, thank you for giving me the chance. And uh, my show. Which is going to be recorded in Italian is called "Discorsi di Salute Mentale," and uh, it's about anything that has to do with mental health, starting from trauma, emotions, uh, narcissists, um, anything really, relationship issues, anything that sparks up, you know, some curiosity. Or you know, I'm welcoming all the questions from the public that might come in, and uh, you know, find new topics as we go. You know, so I'm having this conversation with colleagues of mine in Italy who have or don't have but the same or other expertise as mine and, you know, trying to do our best to spread the mental health uh, word around.
0: Awesome. Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, you know, Pelo, because we've known each other for five years that. uh, i you know, I don't want this network that we're all on to just be based on the United States. I, I want this to reach out on a global level. So I'm really happy every time we have someone come on and they're representing a different country and speaking multiple languages. That's phenomenal. And I love that the all three of us are doing this show today because what I'm getting so many emails about and what all of our colleagues are getting so many emails about is that the number of patients that are coming in, these are straight up facts, okay? The number of patients coming in has um, increased significantly under the current administration in the United States. And the existing patient population, as well as the new people that are coming in, the topic du jour of every session is politics and how much it is causing, you know, the, the, the temperature around it is anxiety ridden. Um, depressive disorders, all kinds of things going on because um, people are so freaked out about what's happening here. So that's why I wanted to do this show, not to blast you know, I have plenty of friends that believe different things than I do politically. So um, sometimes I look at them like they have three heads. <laughs> but that's how they look at me, too. So I don't want to do a blast show about the current administration. But I do want to talk about what's happening, what we're see happening in, in the trenches, and just talk about it, say how it's affecting us, patients, our friends, and so on, so that there's at least a place where we can have some dialogue that isn't quite as gaslit as it feels like every other place is that talks about this. So, Stuart, what do you think think about that?
1: Ooh. Well, uh, uh, you know, it, it, the, the irony that we're talking about this particular, you know, you're talking about the uh, the U.S. administration, the current U.S. administration, as most of you
0: know, I'm not sure. I hey, Stuart, Stewart, yes. you're like really muffled, so come oh. in and... Come in closer to your mic or
1: am I better now?
0: Uh, a little bit. Um, oh. okay, try, try again.
1: How are we doing now?
0: Little, yeah, that's better. okay, go okay. ahead.
1: Okay, so as I was saying, the um, you know the irony of the current administration, you know here in Canada, um, as most uh, as most of you may know, and I hope our listeners know, um, we've just recently come about uh, the legalization of uh, uh, what is considered to be a controlled substance, and that is marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, marijuana is now legal in Canada. It's it it, it got a lot of um, it got a lot of play. Uh, you had a lot of people. Trying to understand what was going on, and I'm, I'm just talking government levels. I'm talking about all of our all of our ten provinces and two territories in this country. You know, trying to stream yourself and get online with a with a program or initiative from a prime minister who, you know, let's 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 call it a spade a spade. A prime minister is in his 40s. You know, he he lived through the the years, not the early years of of uh, the heavy narcotic use, but he's lived through what we would consider, I guess, the um, the recreational use it was very big for for him mm-hmm. and it's it's huge uh, recreational use is huge but it's also what it does is it clogs up the uh, it clogs up the penal system and that's something that's very very big in the united states which it you know it's it's something that that's huge in the united states the penal system is clogged up with a lot of people who are, are who are you know using using narcotics and and this is this is something that came about. I, if my memory serves me correct, back in the days of, of Ronald Reagan, back in 1984, where you know they they began the United States began to to uh, their their I guess their remedy for um, addiction, their remedy for for drug use was incarcerating people. And right. you know that that's just not the way to do things. I mean, yes, of course, for those who misuse the the, the the narcotics, uh, they misuse the the drugs. Yes, there are penalties involved in doing that, but we need, as, as 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 people on the front lines, we need to be able to educate people. This is what what edu- addiction. We need to educate people because the thing about all of this is that. You know the whether you're using a, a, a substance, whether you're you know alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's uh, sex, whether it's gambling, as I tell all my my friends and i tell I, I speak on my radio show um, on my podcast, you know that's the last step in the in the problem The problem is 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 rooted way deeper inside oh, yeah. and and that's why as I was saying, you know we the current administration. That that is that is in the United States is huge when it comes to law and order. Despite the fact that they recently, uh, re, you know, released or asked the uh, the Attorney General to leave, the the current administration is huge. You see what's going on south of the border uh, with everything yeah. that's with the migration. So you know, it's more. My my point is, we need to educate people. This is what it's all about: education. In wow. order for us to go ahead and move forward as a society we need to educate our young people on on what they are doing and and not only what they are doing but also we need to educate them to speak up lift up their hands ask for help when they don't know what's going on
0: are you talking about in terms of politics or in terms of addiction i'm talking about in terms
1: i'm talking about in terms of, of, of addiction but the polit- the politics side of it is that we need you know administrations governments need to um, learn that you don't have to you, the penalty the penalty doesn't necessarily need to fit the crime. you The right. penalty must be one of the penalties or one of the remedies for the penalty must be education, which is not what what they're doing in the United States. No, in the uh, States, no. Everything, everything, lock everything her is, up. That's the United yeah. States. Well, lock, her, lock her up. But in this case, it's just, lock it's just
0: everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, I feel like, and Paula, I'm going to go to you next. But I, I feel like this. I feel like either uh, we all need to have it legalized across the United States because boy, does everyone need a doobie right now with what's going on <laughs> in the current administration. I mean, that's that's one thing. And I also think, well, let's go to the conspiracy theory side, which may not even be a theory. What if the, the point is to do that so that we're all uh, anesthetized from, you know, making a, a, a stink about some of the stuff that is going on here? You know, <laughs> so is that a
2: conspiracy or a reality? I, that's a what I want.
0: Yeah, Paolo. So what do you what do you think? And what do you see, you know, coming all the way from Europe? I mean, Stewart has it closer to home because he's right. You know, he's right there. But um, what what are you seeing and what are you seeing in terms of all the expats that you work with as well?
2: Well, the, the, the thing is that what I would like to address is more Is more the general climate that we are breathing because that's the thing that influences in my opinion the people's mood and um, mental illnesses eventually um, what I mean is in Italy we have uh, what we would call um, a right-wing government because the Salvini guy the guy from the Lega Nord that's what it's called is uh, who's tweeting like crazy every day and uh, but this was happening before the election too, and he got elected. So let's ask ourselves some questions about um, Italian people as well. But uh, he, what he points to is uh, immigration is the problem. Immigrants, uh, they come here, they sell our jobs. Uh, he needs, uh, he needs uh, someone to blame. The designated patient. That's what he's called. Uh, so that it can distract. So he he does many things on many levels because when you do that, you create a climate of fear first. Yeah. Second, you authorize to conceive that the police can use excessive force in any situation. We are assisting to that. We are assisting to, it's not the police going rogue, but it's the police in Italy, it has happened in 2001, the baddest episode, in Genova. But, but then, you know, it, how the police, re, you know, relate with the citizens is influenced by the climate, of course. And how do I relate with the police is influenced by the, the climate, the political climate. So what is being said, how the media are spreading what message? The media is, are very responsible for this climate that we are living now. And it's a climate of hate. You yeah. Know.
0: So you're dealing with very much what I'm dealing with in the United States, is what you're saying.
2: I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my guess. Yes.
0: So when you because talk Salvini, about... Because
2: Salvini, of course, is...
0: Go ahead, Paulo. Sorry.
2: Yeah. So, well, Salvini is a, is a fan of Trump and, uh, you know, strong Putin, or, you know, the new elected Bolsonaro in Brazil, which mm. is... a. Uh, w- w- what happened? What's happening in Brazil? The, you know the guy and what he said and says is something that is a disgrace for human for humanity. I'm not blasting here, Christine. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying that uh, to bring racism to that level and uh, uh, sexism and uh, you know, like I mean, come on. That that that's disgrace for for humanity. It's not just about politics.
0: Absolutely. It's like we're I don't know what happened. We're 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 diving down a rabbit hole into issues that we thought we'd finally at least made a foothold into overcoming. I want to welcome Dr. Roberta Shaler from our um, show on the network called Save Your Sanity. Um, Dr. Shaler, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, she can't hear me. Roberta, we definitely will have to edit this show. I was going to do it live, but I guess not. Okay, there we go. Hey, Roberta. (laughs) Hello. Hello. So (laughs) isn't it sound great the way um, Paolo says it? Uh, So we have Dr. Molino, who's a psychotherapist in Italy. We have uh, and he's doing a show in Italian on the network and will be in some other languages as well. And then also um, Stuart Michelson, which Stuart, correct me. Is it Michelson or Michelson? I always feel like I'm getting it wrong.
1: Well, it's Michelson. Most times, people say, "Oh, you're Mickelson." I said, "If I was Mickelson, I'd be a golfer. I wouldn't be doing half the things I'm doing." But no, it's Michelson. Right.
0: Okay, Michelson. So I said it right the first time. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're 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 wanting to. I mean, a typical American. Here's full disclosure. Typical American me. I get on this show, and the whole you know, we're so we're such narcissists, even the nicest of us, because I think, oh, this is all about America, because that's affecting everybody else in the world, as if the United States is the only thing that's going on in the world. That's so typical American. <laughs> and um and, and that isn't it. You guys have your own issues in your own countries and um, you know, your own political climate. So there's a for a full disclosure there for all of us Americans listening. Um, Dr. Shaler, thank you for, for <laughs> joining us. Well thank you. I'm the time that I was given was three hours later than now. So, oh, sorry about that. Sorry about Well, yeah, we are always doing these. We're going to be doing these regularly. So um, we can, you, you know, you, if you can't do this one, we can jump on another time. No big deal. No, I'm I'm here now. OK, all right. Well, go ahead and give us an idea of what you're you know, what you're experiencing as, uh, as someone that's working with people struggling with real mental health issues because of what's going on with our world and politics.
3: Well, I think things are happening in a way that are, are breaking us open, Kristen, mm-hmm. and I think that in that opening, um, it's touching the wounds of everybody. Right. It it really is deeply touching the wounds of everyone, and, and as we break down, we need more and more people to help others, because we need, you know, maybe the word is way showers, way out mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. And the pain is incredible for people being triggered from having lived with ambiguity and uncertainty and chaos and confusion in their homes. Um, And then to see that mimicked on the world stage continuously. Mm. um, Very triggering. Very triggering to not be able to trust, to have someone say something one day with a great deal of emphasis and strength. And the next day, absolutely refused to acknowledge it was said. Right. <laughs> is terribly triggering. And it causes anyone who has had any of this in their early life uh, or is experiencing it now to be completely upset and on edge once again. And any work that they have done to overcome this is triggered. And that's extremely destructive and damaging. There's another piece to this, too, is that when we have world leaders who are behaving in the ways that I heard um, you speaking of and the ones that we're experiencing, we have what I call uh, the permission meme. Mm -hmm. uh, And that's my my word for it when I talk about it. Uh, They're given permission For the dark side of themselves to emerge because they can point to a world leader who is behaving in the way that they would love to behave but have kept a lid on it in some right. cases, <laughs> uh, because they know it's socially frowned upon or inappropriate. Goodness. And then then they're all of a sudden given permission to behave that way. So we get this entire backlash of now we can go out and we can have mobs and we can shoot people and we can be racist, and all of these things being all right at some level. Right. Can and I say
2: something, at, can I add something to that, uh, Roberta? Sure. I I couldn't agree more. Uh, Roberta is saying something that is so specific and so true because what is what is the what politics is doing with a huge responsibility from the media, from the media, you know, Facebook, newspaper, internet, and such, is to make something horrible conceivable. And our brain works in a way that as soon as it's conceivable. Then doing it is is really like snapping your finger. Right. So what I'm saying is, if I see my prime minister or the vice prime minister, I was mentioning Roberta earlier, Salvini, our vice prime minister, you know, one of the two in Italy. If he says, if he goes around with an inflatable doll and says these are the women,
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was. So which, which,
2: he, which he did. Oh. He's sending a message where you can objectify a woman. All women are objects. They are less than men. And, and so on and so on. So I conceive violence toward against women. Very, mm-hmm. very bad. 2018. If he says immigrants, they're eating all our money. Even though it's a fake news, he has such a resonant, a resonance that makes conceivable the fact that I'm aggressive and racist. So this is the the worst that politics does to the climate and how it affects because it makes it real and possible. Thank you, Roberta, for letting me say this. Back to you.
3: <laughs> well, then, you know, those are those are things I didn't know, and I'm horrified once again to know that there's someone in your country is behaving that way, and I and you know just. <laughs> I couldn't help but think when you said that, Paula, that that women are there to be deflated. (laughs) You know, like, oh, (laughs) just like, okay, you have complete control over the woman because you can inflate or deflate at will. And this whole idea that is being promulgated here, that women. OK, well, you know, you can say anything you want to them. Apparently, you can do anything you want to them. And if you're powerful, you can do it without asking permission, without any consideration at all. And then, you know, we look at what happens globally or what happens within our country and that we see that people are not mimicking this behavior and what you know my specialty is working with people who have the behaviors the patterns traits and and cycles of people with personality disorders and I have a term for those those I call them hijackals so that we have a non-clinical term for those behaviors and when we give people permission to behave that way We know that people in those circumstances with those behaviors mimic empathy. They mimic loving. They mimic these things. Well, now we're hearing you don't even have to mimic empathy because there isn't any required. You can just override anybody at any time in any way. And what a disaster that is to give us a message. We got a statistic this week that I don't know if you saw, Kristen, you probably didn't, Paulo, but that we have had 311 mass shootings in 317 days of this year. Now, where did that permission come from? Absolutely. You you know, it's, Certainly, we can say that people had PTSD or they were in difficult situations or they were mentally ill or all of those things. But those people existed prior to this climate. Yes. They were not behaving in these ways. Occasionally, they behaved in these ways. Now, the more that that happens, the more it becomes acceptable to go and behave in those ways. And the fellow who did the last one just this last week, he actually said, You're going to be talking in a note. He said, You're going to be talking about me for a long time. And I did it because I was bored,
0: not insane. And two of our colleagues, Roberta, that, you know, uh, one of them being Shahida Arabi, she, you know, we love her writing. She's an incredible. Young woman. I want to support her voice. She wrote an article, an excellent article. And, you know, Shahida, she cites her sources. I mean, she's phenomenal. And she was just trolled mercilessly um, online from people who were who claiming to be therapists over that article. So that's fascinating to me. Um, Stuart, I want to pull this over to you because you're the only one of us of this group that actually has um, someone who doesn't behave that way as their leader of their country. (laughs) I know. I know. No one
4: likes commercials. But seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air, please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous, and they're just good people. And also mygenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, copenotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show.
1: Well, you know what? it's, It's... I was I was at a, uh, an event on Saturday evening at uh, my uh, my nephew. Uh, I'm of the Jewish faith, so my nephew was having his bar mitzvah, and we were we were talking. And you know, a couple of things I've, I talked about. These are not these are not issues that that uh, I shouldn't say they don't affect Canada because mental health affects everybody. But it, these are not issues that play very strongly in this country because we're just a we we use our words to 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 to, to, to remedy our problems. We don't, we don't pick up a gun. We're not incited to pick up a gun. And I think, you know, besides the climate being a very uh, toxic south of the 49th parallel where I am, um, you know, it, 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 the, the, the Constitution of the United States was created in 1776. Now, a Constitution is a document. It's supposed to be an evolutionary process, right? Things evolve. You right. know, we're in 2018. You know, me personally, and I had this discussion with many people, you know, uh, tw- uh, I mean, the Second Amendment, there's got to be something to be done with the Second Amendment in the United States. The problem is, is that the United States, the leader of the United States right now doesn't run the country he never has neither did the leader before that neither did the leader before that it's what you call the lobbyists the interest groups the special interest groups run the country and what it is is that they give the money to the political parties and those political parties take that money and promote the issues of these lobbyists you know we we talk we talk about you know how in in the in the whole addiction field you know how big pharma got it got got you know made millions on 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 the backs of of people who are who are suffering, well, you know the NRA is is a huge uh, lobby in the United States when it comes to the Second Amendment. So my point is that you know there's got to be an evolution. You know the I was just reading, actually, I think I read it today, and I'm trying to figure out which state it's in. There's a state in the United States where if somebody has a gun, you can actually have that gun taken away from them because you think they may be a danger to themselves or to somebody else before they become the danger to themselves or someone else. I can't remember where I read it. I read it today uh, online. Is it Illinois? I don't know. But my point is, you know, here in this country, we have these issues. They do, they do exist. We're talking about Canada, listeners. I'm sorry, yes, we're talking about Canada. But as an example, the last time we had a major um, uh, gun violence issue was I think last, last January in a mosque in Quebec City. Um, so they are few and far between. They are people who have been determined to have had a mental issue which led them down the path that they took. But in the United States, you know, it's, it, it's like it's second nature. It's like it's, it's usual. And that's a huge problem when 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 crime, uh, you know, using a firearm is 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 a is a, is, is is common. A remedy. Common, yeah. common, well, it's common. It's common daily daily practice. How do you how do you how do you go on living in a society like that? And you, of course, you have your leaders that are are the leaders, the leader that you have right now in the United States is speaking what most people were thinking years and years ago it's just people never you know if you understand what i'm saying these you've got a large large um uh, fabric of the uh, or a portion of the united states that think exactly how its leader does and they never really uh, manifested themselves because they were never had the opportunity to manifest themselves now it's like you know their their leader is telling them well You know, taking the Charlottesville, Charlottetownville,
0: Charlottesville,
1: yeah, Charlottesville incident. Well, there were bad people on this side and on that side. So, in other words, but there are also good people on this side and on that side. You know, so you know, if your, if your leaders are telling you, it's okay, defend yourself, um, stand up for yourselves, you know. I'll pay. I will pay your legal bill. You know, get that guy out of here, type of thing. You know, you you can see where the climate has has changed dramatically from the kind from the globalization climate of let's do everything, let's do let's work together as countries together as one to now. Well, the United States should do it everything by themselves. We we economy and our our. Our dollar and our businesses and our jobs are the number one priority of anything, and we will make sure that the America, the America that we want, is number one in the world.
0: Paulo, you had raised your, your hand um, to say something.
1: Uh,
2: yes, uh, well, that was before. I think it just passed. I was listening to Stuart because um, I, I'm ignorant, I'm ignorant, as in I don't know the situation in, uh, in Canada, I haven't got a clue, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I don't work with, um, as far as i today, with Canadians, uh, it surprised me because uh, when the word used uh, the expression that people use their words to uh, sort themselves out, their questions, their, you know, quarrels, because here too, uh, on the Facebook, you use nothing else but words, and but what i'm reckoning is how violent and how affecting our daily life for instance is well here we have large use of facebook and all other What's social that? media yeah yeah but with this yeah whatsapp is yet another question but that is a consequence of course we do use a lot of whatsapp and there is a lot of violence going on there but we are really badly exposed to violence and we which is even worse than direct violence, because you know, before you know, giving a punch to somebody, uh, I'm better evaluating the consequences and above all, you know, first, if he's bigger than me, or if he looks meaner than me, so that, that, that yeah, there is or something or bound more. to the. I don't, we're
0: one-upping each other with social media, which is what we see with a lot of teenagers, too, the, uh, doing
2: you just know? yeah, that, that, that's the problem. So we are used to, to, to living this uh, ground of violence. And I wanted to, before when I echo, now I remember why I was raising my hand to talk, because um, I, my, my basis, I, started, I studied developmental psychology. I don't, as a therapist, I don't work with kids, but I did study and start from that, developmental psychology. So I started... Uh, wonderful authors such as Jean Piaget on the child's development uh Vygotsky he's another great who who was talking exactly about the importance of the environment which provides the the humus the the basis the drive in order to strive or exactly the opposite and then the synthesis who's Jerome Brunner you you relate with that Roberta?
3: Oh, yes, I know. Piaget and Bruner and and all of that work because I spent a long time in school systems working. So and, and it, in there. Sorry. Go, on. No, and, no, go on. I was just going to add to the, what you were saying, Paulo, because, you know, one of the conversations that I had recently about the global situation, I'm not talking about any specific situation this morning. I think that we can recognize it's happening in many countries. Um, horrible things are happening. Was well, someone said to me, well, you know, people can make a choice. People can think what they think. People can take what they want from the conversation. And uh, to your point, Paula, I said, ah, but... Let's remember that people's brains are not fully developed till they're 25, and they can hear everything that's going on very, very readily from a very early age. They don't have parietal lobe and prefrontal lobe development until later on, you know, as they're they're growing. So they don't have filters. They don't have experience. They are still saying to their parents, well, you know, what do I have to do to survive? What do I have to be? How do I have to be for you to like me? You know, there are all kinds of developmental things going on. And then we have the television on all the time. Or, or social media or whatever feeding the brains that are not able to distinguish and discern what's real and this is the thing that scares me greatly and in, in everywhere that this is happening in the world is the models that these young people are being given and to see that these are people with a lot of money these are people with a lot of prestige and status and power and control And say, oh well, maybe there's a role model for me. Look what you can get. And so here we have these very malleable brains that are not settled into anything. And we think, and I I just loathe it when people say, oh, they're just kids; they're not listening. Yes, they are. are. (laughs) Yes, they are. And then they start listening to their friends, and then we have this whole thing. And you mentioned social media. Now. You know, if somebody is going down the street and they hit somebody in their car and they leave, we call it a hit and run. Well, we have emotional hit and runs all the time with the media and on social media. You know, You can say anything to anybody on social media and then not respond, not take one minute's responsibility for what you said. And you can go around hurting, hurting, hurting and take no responsibility. And you can do that all with a fake account. Absolutely.
0: It's the new um, drive. I call it the new road rage. I'm telling you, Roberta, that's what I call it. media. Irrespons- yeah, the so. you know?
2: Right, right. Where and- the responsibility is not meant, excuse me, Roberta, just one word, it's not meant as you don't pay your uh, deeds. I mean, the responsibility is people don't perceive, don't understand, don't perceive themselves as they have done it it's it's like an example of starting dissociation disorder
1: yeah
2: i agree with this but like i haven't done it and because i did it virtually so was it me? no well i'm i'm cool i'm quiet so we are going to a whole new level of non-conscience so to say
3: Yes. yes and you know i i would add a metaphor to that you know um and stuart I'm Canadian. <laughs> I have dual citizenship now. I live in the United States. But back in Canada, when I was a child, it was absolutely acceptable, and I'm sure it was in America and the United States too, that you could throw anything out the window of a car, anything. You throw your wrapping papers out, everything, you just throw it out. And, you know, this is what we're getting now. Look how hard that we worked at telling people not to litter you know what's it taken us 35 40 years to tell people not to litter and now everybody gets really disgusted when somebody drops something on the floor well we've got emotional littering going on in our world yes right People are just throwing anything out the window they want and taking no responsibility for where it lands. Nobody picks it up. Nobody does anything. When I read the world news and I see how many countries there are where we have people who are just interested in power and status and control, getting into leadership positions and then being that model, I just see that as this incredible emotional littering.
0: What do we do? I mean, and of course, this is for the first of many conversations that we'll have uh, because this is not something that we're going to solve today. Obviously, Uh, our world leaders that aren't, you know, in the uh, emotionally littering don't know how to solve this yet either. But what can we do as an organization that is and people that represent mental health start to do to help ourselves and the people in our communities handle what exactly is going on. So, Roberta, I want to start with you.
3: Well, first of all, everything starts with the individual. So be as healthy as you can be. Mm. And I'm speaking to anyone who's listening. You know, live from your values. Know what they are and live from your values. Live from your vision of how the world works first. Demonstrate that wherever you go. And because you are powerful, too. So certainly take personal responsibility for that. And then, you know, behave from that out in the world. Behave responsibly. And when people want to engage you in these conversations of rage and emotional littering, um, give a point of view that brings some value, brings some uh, balance, do some things in that order. That's what every person who's listening can do. Right. There are people who have who have some uh, greater opportunity to bring about some peace. And that's what I mean. <laughs> you know, we've got to have internal peace. We've got to bring about some peace. And definitely not peace at all cost. You know, one of the things that I would like to take out of the English language, I'm sure they have it in Italian too, follow. <laughs> we have a saying here that says uh give until it hurts and that would mean that if everybody did that everybody would be hurting terribly right so that that is a strange strange way of thinking that you just keep giving in and you keep allowing and everything you have to have strong boundaries we all have to demonstrate strong boundaries And if that's on a global stage, if that's on a local stage, wherever it is, there have to be things that we stand up for and say we want more of and focus on those. If you start fighting against what you don't want, that's wasted energy. Put your energy and all of your time and your money into supporting what you
0: want to see grow in the world. Absolutely. Right, we've uh, we've got four minutes left. So, Paolo, I want to go to you. What would you say as a takeaway from today, the beginning of these kinds of discussions, um, to help listeners deal with what you know, what we're, we've been talking about?
2: Well, um, I vote for critical thinking, meaning that don't take anything for granted because they say so in the media or because uh, the president says so but to use uh, our own brains and our own bellies where I think emotions are located. So, and this is what I do in my practice uh, with my patients. I, I help them and I journey with them in understanding and perceiving what their emotions are. So into the, this is okay, this is not okay process. Plus, among many other things, and I couldn't agree more about when you, when you said, uh, Roberta, uh, the thing about um, investing in building and not destroying. Um, I'm really favorable to this and I really cultivate this because it's a good drive. I, I, I would add that uh, it is also important to understand and comprehend what I do not like, what is not okay. So I, I, I work a lot also with anger and and frustration because I think it's important that the people, you know, navigate kind of smoothly through those waters because, you know, they recognize it, you know, in a snap rather than in days, if they're swallowing something they don't wanna swallow. But then, yes, the, the you know, the, the drive must be the project, the vision, the desire. Yes, that's... that's what I have to say about this.
0: Okay, Stuart, we've got um, two minutes left. How about you? I know you work heavily on the addiction front um, So what what would you say uh, that you're going to utilize your show and what you see going on to? You know give to listeners as co- a coping method for handling what's happening in the world right now
1: Um The serenity prayer, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. There are things that we can't change in life, so don't try and change it. The things you can, go ahead and do it and understand the differences. You know, it's all about education. As a frontline guy talking about addiction, it's all about education. It's all about one person telling another person and helping another person, being there to to help somebody who doesn't understand. And it, it, it works in, in in any in any sort of situation where you know if you don't understand what's going on, you gotta ask someone for help. If you don't understand what's going on within yourself, you have to ask somebody for help. Why? Because these 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 fears that we have inside us, these emotions that we have inside us, if we allow them to continue to manifest and if we, in you know, as a, as an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic, if I, and if we as alcoholics recuse recluse ourselves, if we isolate ourselves, we are then in a very filtered world, a world that is that is you know your filters, your blinders are on. You only see certain things, and when you only see certain things, you're 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 not getting the proper. The proper understanding of, of, of situations that could be coming at you. So you know, I, I can't remember. You, oh yeah, it was um, Doctor Shaler who was talking about littering. You know, you know whether it becomes when we talk about littering. In this case, it's emotional littering or or word littering. Or I, you know, you got to. You've got to educate people so they understand that that is wrong. That is not the right way. It's not the way to treat your fellow human being. It's not the way to speak to your fellow human being. If we can learn how to talk to people, we're going to be able to change the world.
0: Agreed, agreed. And I would close with this. The reason why listeners and and our esteemed um, panel here that I wanted to do this is because I'm, I, I, The whole premise of what we all do with the work that we do in the world, as well as the reason why we do a podcast, I think, is to have reasonable discussions, reasonable discourse about weighty, heavy topics that affect all of our mental health and how how. I'll say this. I went on Facebook, which I rarely go on anymore. Like I go on for three seconds and I'm out because I just don't want to be opened up to the collective consciousness. I end up finding something someone's written that is and I know this person. I love this person, but they've written something that to me is just so horrifying. I'll give a very um, short example. We have one of our. Um, newly elected in the House of Representatives as a young woman who just off the cuff said, "Hey, you know, I can't afford an apartment in D.C. Uh, you know, to start my term because it's so expensive there to live." Just, I mean, that's like a that's like a non-starter sentence that anyone would use in an everyday case because we're humans and that's real life. And that turned into this gaslit horrifying discussion um, ripping her apart attacking her for being human um, that she's ridiculous and spoiled and all this stuff and I thought my god that's what happens and I was reading this on my Facebook from a couple people that I really respect that were attacking her as well and I just had to get off of it and remember okay I don't want to go to that um charging bowl mentality myself and 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 try to make someone change their mind or be disappointed in that person and judgmental that they just did that i want to just keep having open conversations where we don't have to agree and uh, where we can talk about how this is affecting all of us does that make sense mm-hmm.
3: It does. It does make sense. And I think another frame that we could add to this is that it could be happening in your home. It could be happening in your family. We're talking about a macrocosm because you can see it. It's in the newspapers. It's everywhere. But it's also happening in your home or in your family or in your Your workplace. And so you need to take note of these things. We're not here to talk about politics itself. We're here to talk about the mental health repercussions of engaging with some of these ideas or being assaulted by some of these ideas on a daily basis. Yes. And that's the conversation we're having. So it is not about anyone in particular. It is about a world that is demonstrating these things to us, too frequently to not take notice and take the lesson from it and make sense of it and make decisions
0: that are healthy for ourselves and our families. Absolutely. You'll close every show, Roberta. That was perfect. Uh, I I was getting emotional in my moment, which is okay because, hey, we have to let ourselves get emotional about this, but I want our listeners to um, please make note of uh, Dr. Roberta Shaler, who does um, Save Your Sanity, uh, show on the network. We also have Dr. Paolo Molino. Paolo, tell them the name of your show, because I'll butcher it, and it sounds so much better when you say it.
2: Thank you so much. Conversazioni, discorsi di salute mentale.
0: Fantastic. And then we also have Stuart Michelson up in Canada who does join the nation. Thank you all so much for agreeing to come on and I hope you'll come on again and we can continue this conversation. No problem. Thank you listeners for tuning in to the first (laughs) politics and mental health discussion on Mental Health News Radio Network. Without good intentions, I heat up and act on my emotions. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at Emily.so-N-N-E.
3: Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you, After all, we promised we'd be cordial. Sometimes in
1: you I can fight it. Good oh boy.